1: <laughs> this is so cool. This is so cool. We are in a professional studio. Do we sound better? I feel like we sound better. We look better. We look amazing. Oh my God, I love this. <laughs> I it's so cool. The Good Vibe Studios. We are filming. Live it is so nice. well I mean it's <laughs> not, not live. really live like by the time I just you wanted hear to say it. that
0: Live from the Good Vibe Studios. yeah not live but no we're so excited. we've upgraded our situation like no more Alexis's kids' bedroom with Legos on the floor and like kids yelling and chickens running around.
1: <laughs> Distractions galore. Man, peace look we're like in this soundproof room. it's amazing. I know we we yell really loud. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So today we have some great episodes. Ooh. First, I'm going to talk about... Well, we a- only have one episode right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but today I'm going to talk about a brand that I've been personally using, I think, since I've grown up. I mean, my mom used it. I use it. I talked about it in the Old Spice episode of what I buy Oh, for yes. Wes.
0: Yes lady scented body wash lady
1: scented body wash and I actually use their deodorant and their like lotion too old so. spice no oh. <laughs> not old spice I use lady scented products okay so. and by whom by dove
0: Ooh, yes
1: I actually
0: recently made the switch I used to just buy whatever body wash I did not care but like I started using one of the dove body washes that. It's not like gel. It's like lotion.
1: Oh yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. I've been using it forever. I love it. Yeah. And I love their spray deodorant. My kids had like, they saw me do it the other day and they're like, what is that? And they were like spraying their armpits. I'm like, um, it's lady scented, guys. You should tell your kids because aren't they like super freaked out about underarm hair? Yeah. You should be like, if you spray this, your hair will grow. <laughs> <laughs> they would die. Oh yeah, they are panicked about underarm hair. They'll definitely like... Yeah, they have connections about that. Okay. So today we're going to talk about Dove. Melissa, Dove was launched in the market in 1957 as wow. just like a cleansing bar of soap.
0: 1957? I definitely thought it was earlier than that.
1: Yep. Wow. Nope. 1957. And the soap was based on like non-irritating cleanser and adding this moisturizing component. Because yeah. if you think about it, like, you know, you've used soap at hotels and everything. You actually get out of the shower and I feel like you're dry. I know. Dove? No. Always moisturizing. So by the 1970s, Unilever, who's actually the parent company, had enhanced the soap into a beauty bar, which was a little bit milder and promised women like extremely moisturized Mm -hmm. skins. Yeah. Okay. And so the soap like during this time in the 1970s, the soap was so popular. So Unilever decided, we are going global. And by 1996, the brand was selling in over 80 countries.
0: Wow. Yep.
1: That's. That's it's a lot, huge, right? <laughs> and so between 1995 and 2001, Unilever actually expanded the range of products under the Dove brand to include moisturizers, face creams, deodorants, shower gels, shampoos, conditioners, yeah, a bunch of stuff. And, and they have a men's like line too, right? Yeah, they have a men's yeah. line, which is maybe that's what I should buy for Wes instead of the I buy the cucumber one. So I feel I like it's, it's a little yeah. like unisex. I still think we can share body wash in the shower.
0: Yeah. I mean— I don't need flowers. I just need, like, clean scents. Yeah,
1: that's why I do the cucumber. so you totally. always feel clean. Yeah. So, as you know, Doug, like— me, Doug. Oh, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. As you know, <laughs> Dove mostly targeted women for so long, and they—like you said, they do have a men's body wash line and yeah. deodorant and all that, but they've been pretty much focused on women— so, in two thousand and four, Dove actually commissioned a report called "The Real Truth About Beauty," a global report to find like the study of women beauty and well-being, like how they were all interconnected. ok. And they did this because they felt there was a major concern that representations of female beauty in pop culture was like inauthentic and unattainable, as well, we all yeah. know, I mean, I mean, yes, pretty obvious, right? But, I would say it's shifting a little bit now. Oh, I think they actually started the movement, really? in my opinion. What? I didn't find anything that said that. But if you think about this, in, this was back in 2004. It's taken our country a long time to shift. But Dove was really, like, the first one who wow. focused on real women and authenticity. Yeah. So, Melissa, you know, we live in a culture where women are so highly valued on their physical appearance. And... Obviously, these standards have the potential to negatively impact our self-esteem, right? Um,
0: Have the potential? How about they do? Do. I think, like, it's so scary. As a girl mom, like, I—the things that were ingrained in me about body image were not good things. Like, we grew up in the 80s and 90s when, like, we read magazines with stick-thin supermodels and there was no diversity in body image. And not that my parents taught me this, but, like, no one told me— that I shouldn't be like super skinny and that I shouldn't be all these things. And so like now I have this weird fear with two girls, like when my oldest right now is literally a little bit like chunky because she's going to go going through puberty in five seconds. But like, it's so hard to find the right words to use because even she's self-conscious and says things to me. And I'm like, I
1: wouldn't, I mean, she's not fat. Like She literally is about to like sprout up and get boobs (laughs) Well, it's not even just girls Like, you know, Kaden is so funny I mean, I am probably contribute to that Because I'm always talking about how I love guys' abs And like the hot soccer players and all that that. Uh And they're like concerned They all look at each other and count their packs They're like, do you have a six pack, a (gasps) four pack? And, you know, they told dad that they can't find his pack right now Dad's pack is hidden Dad's pack is hidden But don't worry, it's coming back It's coming back (laughs) So yeah, I mean it's crazy. I think and just like their self esteem and ha- like how it leads to their happiness and overall well being and yeah. like confidence. I grew up. My mom was a model, so yeah. she was always like, look cute, do this. And if I was getting a little chunky, she'd be like, hey, getting a little getting a little chunky there. Maybe you she'd do some honesty, more sit ups. Yeah. Right? yeah, which again, I'm not complaining. Mommy raised me great. But it, it can really affect a lot of women. Yeah. So Dove commissioned researchers actually from Harvard, the London School of Economics, and Strategy One to like dive deep into the relationship women have with beauty to determine how they actually define beauty. Yeah, they wanted to learn how satisfied women were with their own beauty and the impact of that satisfaction on like their overall well being. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they interviewed 3,200 women between the ages of 18 and 64 worldwide. Okay. Okay. And the findings were like super disheartening. Of course. Mm -hmm. They found that 12% of women are satisfied with their physical appearance. Only 12%. Not one woman described themselves as gorgeous. And 1% of women described themselves as stunning. And only 2% described themselves as beautiful.
0: That is... So sad,
1: so sad, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. They also found that sixty-eight percent strongly agreed that the media sets unrealistic standards of beauty. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. Seventy-five percent wish the media did a better job of representing the broader range of women's physical attractiveness, including like size, shape, and age. Mm-hmm. Which again, I think this was in two thousand and four. So I, I really believe like society it's has changed a way lot. Progressed, yeah. Um, and. They also knew that from the study that true beauty extended beyond like physical attractiveness. Of it was course. like it's you know, about like the inside out. Yeah,
0: it's like your brain. Someone told me my brain's really hot the other day, and I was like, that's "Oh, like the that's awesome! Thing you that's a cool comment." <laughs> no. Yeah, your brain is
1: hot. It's a little crazy, but you know, <laughs> <A little? laughs> I think people tell me my brain's crazy. Yeah, but true beauty really is about happiness, kindness, wisdom, dignity, and like authenticity and self-realization. Yeah. Right. So, Melissa. Dove saw this as a huge opportunity. I'm so glad they did because it is literally a huge opportunity. Huge opportunity. So in 2004, they were launching like their new line of beauty products. So they thought, let's create a badass new campaign that focuses on true beauty and authenticity. Yeah. And the campaign was developed by Ogilvy & Mather, Mm -hmm. you know, my dream agency. They're so good. They're incredible. Yeah. And they focused on interacting with the consumers. They wanted the brand to like not only be this beauty brand, they wanted the brand to become a brand that was known for consumers' inner beauty and happiness and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Which I love that I because know. there are not a ton of brands that do this. No. So they launched this reality-based campaign that didn't use real models. They used real women. Real woman. Real women. <laughs> wow. Real woman. And Dove, like, not only enhanced self confidence, but also showed that Dove provides effective, accessible, and affordable products that real women can confidently use for their skin. Mm-hmm. And Dove's marketing manager said that Dove wanted to challenge the stereotypical beauty of young, tall, and blonde models, and rather change the way beauty is perceived by emphasizing the beauty of each and every woman. Women. Why do I keep saying women? Woman. Oh, each each and every every woman. woman. Get it straight, Lex. Okay. so You just talk to yourself. (laughs) Part for the course. (laughs) little coaching. Gotta Mm self-coach. So the first phase of the campaign was launched with women between the ages of 22 and 96. Holy cow, that's a pretty wide range. Yep. And... With like a variety of sizes from 6 to 12. The images were shot by the hottest fashion photographer, David Rankin. Mm-hmm. And guess how they found these women? What The, the year was 04. Uh-huh. So it wasn't social media. On the street. Yeah. They yeah. like went to coffee shops, restaurants, shopping malls. In New York City? Just all over. No, they found them worldwide. Wow. It was awesome. And so they found these women just off the streets and they just asked them like, would you be willing to participate in a campaign like this? So I cool. thought they did like a huge contest, but they didn't. No. I feel I think I read somewhere that it was like a on the street like thing. just grassroots effort, yeah. right? Okay, so these ads were placed on billboards, bus stops throughout like New York City, Chicago, DC, LA, and all the other top urban markets, and they actually asked viewers to go online and cast their vote whether these models were fab. Or fat, <gasps> wrinkled or wonderful, gray or gorgeous, and freckled or flawless. Oh, I love that. At is first that I cool? was a little bit like... So this was like the online oh quiz that they wanted people to, to vote. I love it. Were they just like Google pay-per-click ads or what? No, basically it was all through PR and oh. through the billboards. Like so they, they had drove like a qu- with, to
0: their website and yeah. they had a quiz on their website. Okay, cool.
1: And so the crazy thing is, is they didn't pay for any of this media. On billboards.
0: How did Dove, a multi-billion-dollar company, not pay for billboards? billboards? They they positioned it like a PSA.
1: Mm-hmm. What? Yes. Is that crazy? I don't know
0: how that's even possible.
1: It's possible. The media was like, "Yes, we want to get behind this. We're I doing mean, it."
0: Smart move that they were able to negotiate that.
1: I know. I think it's. I mean, I didn't get into the nitty-gritties, but wow. I was shocked by that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the second phase of the campaign was launched in two thousand and five, and. I believe that like this was the most iconic phase of the campaign because it featured six women with real bodies, real curves. Mm-hmm. And then the mission was to directly challenge the stereotypical assumption that only thin is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And these ads promoted Dove's firming lotion. Ooh. Awesome, right? Yeah. They did something even cooler. I mean, we always talk about newsjacking and how if like you jump on something that's happening yes, in the media, you can just expand your brand. Yeah. So they newsjacked the media storm that erupted after Spain banned overly skinny models oh, in from even runways. What that yeah. They Spain actually banned overly skinny models from runways in two thousand and six.
0: Wow. What what was the like cutoff point? What was the like metric? Like what's overly
1: skinny? I don't know. I didn't ask the body weight. <laughs> I'm just. But scared. I mean, from the looks, I mean, yeah. all runway models are traditionally have been so, like rail thin yes. anorexic freaks. Like you yeah. can see their bones. Yep. Not good. Yeah. Not everyone healthy. Not healthy. Yeah. Eat a hamburger, people.
0: <laughs> or a salad, whatever makes you happy. But like, eat something.
1: Yes, something. Eat some food. Okay, so they during this phase they created in three amazing video ads. I'm. I was texting Melissa as I was writing this that I literally was crying when I was watching these. I mean, each one of these videos tells a story about their campaign, and they are powerful. Melissa, Mm, I can't wait to see. I get even just saying it, I'm getting the chills. Okay, so the first one, Evolution, shows this model with no makeup, just like looking plain, like at the camera, and it's a time lapse of her just straight with the camera, no makeup, and. People are doing their make her makeup, her hair, and then it speeds up into post production where they're photos they're showing, like someone photoshopping her face, and they're literally lifting up her eyebrows, making her eyes bigger, making her nose skinnier, they're just changing her entire look. like virtual plastic surgery. Like they're just changing her, who yeah. she is. They made her neck longer. I mean, it was just crazy. And then they show the billboard, like her picture on the billboard, and then it goes black. And it says, no wonder our perception of beauty is distorted. And then there's a call to action to take part in their Dove Real Beauty Workshop for Girls.
0: Oh my God, I love this. Was it so? It was a digital billboard?
1: Uh, No, this was a video, but it was, it shows that it was like the process of from someone getting made up. Okay. To Photoshop, to post production, to actually before it goes, like it shows the person before and then the
0: person after, basically. Yeah, and then it like
1: on the billboard, so showing that like these billboards, these people are fake. Yeah, yeah,
0: that is so crazy. And I know that that's how it's done. Like, especially being in advertising, um, advertising. Like, I get it. If you think about Instagram today and all these filters, like we're not even comfortable posting a photo without it being filtered or
1: edited. Like,
0: it's just the way the world has His. become.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to cover this, but they recently just did some ads called The Selfie. I've I've heard about those. Yeah. And that was crazy. It's like showing a girl in a coffee shop and all like how she's making herself up and how everything has to be perfect. And it's this whole production. But the viewers thinking like it's not.
0: I saw an Instagram reel that I really liked by some girl I'll Have to find it where she posted this like, here's my morning routine. And she like got up in bed, like looking perfect to get up. And then she goes behind the scenes of how people actually create these. She got up when she pretended to be waking up fresh and like got, did her makeup, did her hair, laid back in bed. Oh, like, look at, I'm ready to get up and start the day. Let me show you my routine. Like, it's, it's just I so mean, fake. social media is the
1: highlight reel yeah. of your life. No,
0: it's more, it's not even a highlight reel. It's fucking fake. It's not even the highlight reel. People make shit up to put on social did you, like, they create
1: moments. <laughs> Did you see that video I sent you about the campers? Did you watch that one? it. It's just fucking <laughs> hilarious. Okay, so, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do take a lot of photos when we're out in Colorado or camping because it's so beautiful. But Wes sent me this reel. It was fucking hilarious of this guy, woman and husband and wife living full-time in an RV with their kids. And it's like the guy saying okay, we're going to teach our kids to be like real men, hunt and poop in the woods and chop down trees and whatever. And then the girl pops in. And she's like, he's like, what's your favorite part about camping? She's like, the RV. And then he's like, babe, but we're going to, let's go over here. And she's like, babe, babe, hold on. It looks so pretty. Just take a picture of me real quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the world. And I don't fault her because that's my, I'm there for like the backdrops and the running water and shower and like a bed with a door that closes. Like I'm not camping in a tent,
1: but like, It is kind of... It's funny. It's like, I was dying. Okay. So, sorry. Back to Deb. All right. So, that one was powerful. Gave me the chills. But this one, really, I got tears in my eyes. So, I'm going to show it to you and then I'm going to describe it. Okay.
0: That breaks my heart because that is so true. It was like a video of a young girl and you just see her beautiful face and her red hair and she's probably like 10 or less and suddenly... It's like you're in her eyes, and you're just seeing billboards and commercials and weight loss products and surgeries and all these things that girls are exposed to at a super young age that are, like, literally building their self-image.
1: The script is like you'll look younger smaller lighter firmer tighter faster smaller softer and it's just like the barrage of ads like continues then it shows a woman on a scale like getting skinny getting fat getting skinny getting fat eating dieting then plastic surgery and all this shit and then flashes to back to the kids walking like pure innocence walking across the street and then that girl the little redhead girl so beautiful so innocent, just looking you in the eye. It yeah. is it's, crazy. That gave
0: me insane goosebumps. I
1: know. And then it, at the end, it says, again, what's so powerful is it like goes dark and it says, talk to your daughter before the beauty industry does.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so insanely true. Real quick note, like we had a client one time that was um, an eating disorder specialist, Dr. Julie Tiana, I think was her name. And She told me one time and like kids, what you don't realize is like the conversations you have to yourself, like in the mirror, gosh, does this look fat? Or like mommy needs makeup to feel pretty. Riding home from a party with your husband in the front seat of the car, the kids are in the back and you say something like, God, Sarah really put on some weight. And like you have a full conversation about this. That is the stuff that we don't realize literally makes our kids perceptions about what is beautiful. Yeah. They think Oh, mommy's worried about her weight. Should I be? Oh, mommy needs makeup. I need makeup. Oh, gosh, they noticed that she put on weight. I should never be like that. Like, that fucking kills me because—and I try so hard to not do any of those things. I I love myself. I truly do. I feel like I talk—I, like, even if I'm not feeling great, I try to say those things to my kids, like, all the time. But, like, it's hard
1: sometimes to remember. Yeah, because I think I'm always like, you look cute. You look great. Like, reassuring them. But you don't think about what you're doing yourself. I'm always like, does this look cute, Wes? No, oh, yeah, whatever. exactly. Like, is it too tight? Or Wes will joke like, oh, your booty's jiggly, or this or that. It's like we have like jokes, but, but it actually that like kids really don't know their, they're so impressionable.
0: Yeah, and it's a, such a reminder of you gotta watch what you say about yourself and about others in front of your kids. Maybe we just need filters. <laughs> I think I've I've been working. I mean, like with girls, I'm just so careful. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I
1: need to do it with boys yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so there's another one. This is the third video in the series and it's called Titled Amy. Okay. Amy starts like in a similar fashion to the other videos. The video shows a young boy about 12 like riding his bike to this house and he sits outside and he's like going to ask Amy to play and he's like Amy, Amy. Amy. And then he just like sits there for a while and sits on like just waiting for her to come out and then it like pans into the window. And it's like, looks like from her perception, like she's looking out the window. And then at the end, sorry, it says, Amy can name 12 things wrong with her appearance. It pauses and it says, he can't name even one sent to you by someone who thinks you're beautiful. Aww. Okay.
0: And she's staying inside because like she's trying she's to like.
1: self-conscious. She like thinks she's not beautiful to go like hang out with this boy.
0: That is so insanely moving. Yeah. Right. Like, I actually can totally relate to that. I remember being young, like junior high and high school, and so fucking self-conscious. And, I mean, like, I like, would choose to not do things, like, with my friends because I felt self-conscious.
1: I know. And, like I said, I feel like after watching these, I'm, like, so thankful I don't have a girl. But it's same thing with boys. But no, I, I saw this yeah. stuff, and I was, like, thinking of your girls. And it just—I was so emotional while watching this because— again, I was like reflecting on things that I do at home. Like I always want to look cute how I grew up. I feel like, you know, again, I was joking with Wes this weekend of like, Hey dad bod, like Mm -hmm. you looked a little chubby, like chunky. And we were being playful. But after I watched all these, I literally, I text him. I'm like, I'm so sorry for being the shittiest wife in person. Like that was crappy. Cause anytime I do anything, like he's always like, you look cute. You look cute no matter what. You're always cute. I'm like, I can't always be cute. Come on. Just I mean, tell me I, I look ugly. I know ugly. <laughs> you're not cute all the
0: time I've seen you. and I'm, I. But
1: like that is really awesome
0: that you reflected on that and that you did like that you apologized. I think that it, even if like you said that in front of your kids, it might even be good for you to say that in front of your kids. Like, you know what? I realized I shouldn't make fun of dad's body because everybody is different. I love him. I don't care what he looks like. I just want you guys to know I was joking, but I don't really think it's a funny joke anymore.
1: Yeah. No, I was going to do it tonight because yeah. I was so—I was super emotional writing these. It was crazy. I think this campaign was so powerful, and we're so moved by it. I'm so moved
0: by it. You got to hear the stats. Yeah. Okay?
1: So, like I said, the campaign received free advertising space from the media on, like, the billboards and on national media coverage.
0: Well, yeah, for PR. Yeah. It got a bunch of earned media, of course.
1: So, the Oprah Winfrey Show aired the campaign daily for a week straight— the Ellen DeGeneres Show, Today Show, The View, CNN also featured the campaign three times a week when this was launched. The following year, the profits were insane. The Wait, camp- hang on.
0: That's I just want people to know that does not happen. Like, never a brand number one that's promoting products never gets free advertising space. So that is crazy. Number two, to get for a week straight exposure on Oprah and Ellen and Today Show and all of these, like. That does not happen. This is such—the reason they did it is because they all saw the necessity
1: of this message. But what's crazy is that was in 2004. Like, I feel like it wasn't until the pandemic that all of this starts—like, advertising starts shifting. Do you think that's crazy? I mean, it was what slow during the pandemic. And the last couple of years, I feel like it's been more prevalent to, like, have different body shapes and different things. I think things.
0: just more, like, generational. Because I think the generation—like, I think Gen Z— is a lot less body conscious from at least, like, an outsider looking in than, like, millennials. But I think that there it was slow progress. So I think, like, what maybe you're referencing is not really, like, changing because of these kinds of campaigns. I think it's literally these kids grew up with these campaigns. And this, this is the effect. Yeah, that's Which true. is really positive. Because if you think about Gen Z, they're, like, let's say 2000 to, like, 2012. Something like that. And those kids grew up with, like, the Dove
1: campaign. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I just, I was shocked. I was like, God, I feel like I'm just noticing it more in the last couple of years and I w- that this was done in 2004. I thought more brands would kind of jump on the bandwagon. But this campaign returned $3 for every $1 it was spent. Sales increased 12.5%. Wow. And during the year it ran and then 10% the year after. I mean, women were obsessed with this, and they wanted to buy from a company that shows real women just how they are, right? It was critical for this campaign to be successful because 80% of their products are sold are for women.
0: Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, Dove, I think of it as, like, a women's first brand. I actually think of it as, like, a family brand. Like, you have Dove in your house for your family, but, like, women are buying it for their family. For their family, yeah.
1: yeah. So, what's crazy is those were real people in the ads, and a lot of these women have gone on to participate either with Dove or on their own. Stacy Nadeau, one of the six Dove beauties, is now a public speaker and a promoter of self-esteem in young girls. And she gave a lecture at Colgate in 2010. And she told a story about public appearance. And the six of them made shortly after, like, an unveiling of phase two, like, what this campaign did for her. Yeah. And one middle-aged woman like approached the group after the talk and started crying and was like holding the Dove advertisement and a picture of her daughter who was actually recovering from anorexia. And she said that her daughters, when this campaign launched, it like saved her daughter's life.
0: Oh my God. I literally, look at. I,
1: I know. Goosebumps. And she was like openly crying, thanking them after the talk. Crazy.
0: So crazy. Did you have an eating disorder?
1: No. No. I have an overeating disorder. I can't stop eating. That's true. And well, I, in a good, in your health. You're healthy. But I played soccer. I've, yeah. I've luckily, I thank God I have good genes. My family's thin. So, totally. no. Yeah. But so, Melissa, like all campaigns, there's got to be critics, right? Oh, for sure. I believe I'm going to start calling them assholes for campaigns like this. Because this one guy was a writer and His name was Jonah Bloom, and he wrote an article that said, you think Dove hatched this campaign for real beauty because it cares about women's self-esteem? No, it simply wanted to play to the pack following newsrooms all over the country that it knew it would give to the campaign more media coverage that it would have bought with a decade's worth of marketing.
0: Okay, yes, but also no. Like, Dove was smart. They anchored this campaign, or they created it, With the idea that, yes, it's going to push their brand forward and sell more products, but, like, they also created it because they wanted to make a difference.
1: Like, he was jealous that they got free media coverage. Yeah, it's called be
0: fucking smart and creative and do something good for the world, and you'll get media coverage, too. you'll get media coverage, too. But— Fuck that guy. There's
1: also some crazy, crazy criticism, which I was kind of struggling with, too, because Dove's parent company, Unilever, owns a lot of offshoot brands that, like, don't align with this. They own Axe, Slim Fast, and Fairly Lovely. So, as we know, Axe commercials depend heavily on like sex oh, and like, yeah. you know, we talked about that. We've
0: talked about that. Hot, Hot guys, guys in the ads. ads. Go listen to Old Spice episode.
1: Woo! Thinking <laughs> about it again. Slim Fast is clearly in direct contradiction with the message this Dove campaign is putting out. And then Fair and Lovely is a skin lightening product that is marketed to dark skinned women across the world to lighten their skin. Hmm. So, this campaign was a huge success, but it made me think like how disjointed these like umbrella companies are. Like none of their marketing I mean, teams are you're connecting. Right. Like it
0: no, it is. That's way off. I mean, I don't agree with that asshole who said those comments. The reality is they created this campaign to give Dove exposure.
1: Yeah. And obviously the other SlimFast, you're not going to create a campaign like this because it doesn't align with what the product is doing. Yeah. And they're money driven for each product, which is okay. It's a business. But it just was pretty insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would argue that Dove is the brand that you trust in your house for your whole family. So you want the values behind that brand to be family friendly and positive. And like, that's what they did. That's what they did. SlimFast is not promising that.
1: No. And... Obviously, I'm so obsessed with Dove. But after this, I am even more obsessed because they have a self-esteem toolkit online. They have workshops, activities, guides, videos, all aimed at building young girls and boys' self-esteem. And just they have parenting tips. Like, it's so crazy.
0: So remember in our COVID brand roundup, we did like way early at the start of the podcast. We talked a little bit about that because... During the pandemic, they made all these, like, virtual events. Oh, yeah, I remember. For, like, girls' self-esteem because, like, girls were just
1: on social media nonstop. So, like, they really care. And they do, like, free forums. And you can sign up and you can just, like, get coaching as a mom. It's so cool. But speaking of self-esteem, I know I can't go into a whole nother campaign. But you have to see this one because this is crazy. And then I'll end. Okay. Okay, so, again, another tearjerker. And you're going to die at the stats of this one. So let me show you this video. It is actually, it's crazy. So Dove hired a forensics artist to draw women without ever seeing them. Okay. So he drew them based on how they described themselves. Yeah. And then they had all these people like mingle together. They had those random people come in after someone had, like the woman had described themselves and that person described the woman. And it's so contradictory, and it's crazy. And then they put the two portraits. portraits up, and it's so crazy. She's like, "This one looks sad and frumpy, and whatever. And this one looks beautiful." And and she's like, "I can't believe someone said that about me." Mm-hmm. Like, what's so cool? So and you was have- a stranger. I've listened.
0: I've researched that whole campaign. I'm obsessed with it.
1: Okay, sh- can I show you? Show it to okay.
0: me. Yeah, I love it.
1: She looks closed off
0: and fatter That campaign is so insanely moving. Like, tears are my eyes. I know. Just, like, it's crazy. I have watched that campaign and researched that campaign, and I listened to—there's a podcast tagline that covered that the making of that, the Dove Real Beauty Sketches campaign. I cried listening to that entire episode because the way their thought process going into it and the people who were like, this is not going to work, like, the artists and the directors— who were like, we're not going to get this. It's not going to work this way. And it worked
1: so well. Melissa, this worked. You're going to freak out at these stats that you just (laughs) said. This video got 40 million views on YouTube. And And that was 2013? 2013. Okay. It had 11,687 comments and then 111,000 ratings on YouTube that generated tens of millions of positive brand associations. Yeah. The average person has 310 friends in social media. So, think about the word of mouth impact of that, oh right? Oh god, yeah. So, on Facebook, Dove grew to 14.3 million fans and grew to 913 people talking about him. To put this in perspective, our man, the old spice guy, we thought those stats were crazy. Yeah. He has 2.4 million fans and only 31,000 people talking about them. Dove has 30 times the number of interactions and 180 times the engagement rate on Facebook.
0: Crazy. Crazy.
1: Wow. Now that campaign. I
0: mean, that's impact.
1: Kicked ass. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I'm blown away always by these companies. Obviously, it's a great advertising agency that can do this, but like Create that emotion on the other side like we're crying over here. Mm-hmm. I mean that is incredible It is.
0: Uh, I think this camera. has been
1: one of my favorite ones to cover because oh, okay. I was super into it.
0: You did a great job. Thank you You're welcome.
1: I think I'm doing it over two days helps me, but yeah, yeah. it was great So I just want to thank my sources in mind.org had a great article on the good the bad the ugly of the Doug Dove campaign Doug Doug, Doug, Doug stop calling me <laughs> and I will not mention your name. Okay Business to Business Community had a great article on Dove's latest campaign, Real Beauty. And then obviously YouTube, TikTok, everything. I just watched all the videos, was super inspired.
0: This was so good. Well, thank you, Alexis. And we hope you loved it. Please leave us a five-star rating if you can on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts and you can find us on Instagram at
1: Podcast. And tell us if you got emotional. Tell yeah. us if you cry. Cause Make sure
0: you go to willitstickpodcast.com so you can watch the videos. We'll put them on Instagram too. But like watch the commercials in full because I'm telling you, I know we're great at describing. It's so good. like Next level, some might say. <laughs> but like you got to watch the real thing. You
1: got to watch the real thing. All right. Thank or you. Or just, you know, Google it. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye.